Happy New Year! Woohoo! Episode 12 of the Tired All Time podcast. We are recording on New Year's Eve, everyone. This is how dedicated we are to this. We have to get our end of year podcast in. We're doing it on New Year's Eve instead of out celebrating, drinking the champagne. That's for after. That's uh, for later. That's for <laughs> Chris, later. Chris, old, old Tom. Tom Cremo, cheers for the champagne there. Uh, so what we're gonna do? We've had a, we had a wonderful Christmas. It's been freezing cold as far as Arizona standards go. We had a wonderful Christmas together. We did our first Great. together properly in our own home. Yes, we had a tree and everything, lights, the whole shebang. Now it's gone. It's down. It came and went, and uh, now we are talking about best ofs we're not going to do a best of decade because i honestly my brain can't handle that no it's too it's too much too much this decade we're just doing 2019 and be done with it so we are gonna this what this is gonna be this this podcast is gonna be all our best of four categories best movies tv music and uh those three categories (laughs) yeah not four those three two subcategories under music album and song though so yeah. Um, and we've made our lists. Yeah, we've got lists. We've got lists on lists on lists on lists. Mm-hmm. But I want to apologize to everyone listening. If I burp, it's because we just had pie and mash and gravy, and it's sitting very heavy on my stomach. We had a delicious dinner tonight. I've Sounds got to nice. say, I make an exceptional mashed potato. She does. Incredible exceptional creamy cheesy buttery goodness but yeah apologies in advance oh fireworks going off already it's a little bit early it's only 7 p.m people jeez jeez uh so i'm going to say something right now about my list i have them listed as i have them ranked sequentially Uh uh-huh but i just want to preface my list by saying not any of these movies is above another, I don't think. Or okay. movies, music, especially television. I couldn't possibly rank the television as one above the other. I, on the other hand, found it quite easy to rank. Because, for me, there's clear winners. Clear movies, winners. Movies I can rank. No, TV, but I can't I rank TV. Easy. Really? Easy. Well, I'm excited to get into I this. I told myself what emotionally moved you the most. And that's let's what do, let's start with television. Do you okay. want to start, start with your top? Or you want to go 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Let's go from 5. 5, So okay. the top 5, so they're going to be good. Yes. Regardless. We consumed a lot of television this year. We did. And you want to, should we do your 5, my 5, your 4, my 4, your 3, my 3? Yeah, let's start with each other's 5 okay. and we'll discuss. What is your 5? So my 5 is Pen15 Season 1. I did it one. because I had to throw in a comedy into the list because I don't have any other comedies. So I thought, what was my favorite comedy of the year? Pen fifteen. Pen fifteen season one. We spoke about it in the podcast yes. a couple months ago. Probably nineties based comedy. Yes. Nineties. Late nineties. Late nineties, early two thousands. So We've probably spoken about all these 
in some form or another on the podcast because that's what the main drive of the yeah. podcast was. So uh-huh. we don't need to go too far into it, but it is a comedy. It's good. So funny. It's funny. I've cried laughing watching it. Season two is due out twenty twenty. Yeah, I think the film. Do they have right a? Now. They don't have an estimated time. Uh uh-uh. uh No. Okay. But it's good if you. I mean, if you grew up in the late nineties, if you're in high school or junior high in the late nineties, early two thousands, you will enjoy it thoroughly. Yeah. I believe. So it's about funny. it's about two girls, but I had I enjoyed yeah. it. I rec- I was like, hey, I remember that stuff. I remember that stuff. I remember that stuff. Yeah. So, so many nostalgic moments. Yeah. Really good. Really good. Really good. And also a bit moving at times. Yeah. It's a little bit emotional. Very emotional at times, but also can fully relate to all of the things that each of the girls go through. Yeah. So funny. Well, I didn't, on the other hand, did not pick a comedy. They're all, all minor drama. And I put down as my number five. And again, none of these is really better than the other. I enjoyed all of these. Mm Mm-hmm. So much, but I chose Big Little Lies season two. You're very short. <laughs> Excuse me? I don't mean it in a negative way. Oh. Maybe I do. I find little people to be untrustworthy. Which was good. Which was really good. It was my top ten, but it doesn't mm. fit in my top five, unfortunately. It was really good. Highlight of season two, Big Little Lies. Highlight? Yeah. Uh, Meryl Streep's interactions oh, with people. Yeah, I was gonna say Meryl. She won it for me. She calls the pajamas jammies at one point, and that was really funny. And then the last podcast we did, where we talked about season two. I put a clip in there that was really funny. That's. She's good. Yeah. It's, Excellent uh, show. Funny in a weird way. She's but she's great in it, playing a delusional, not delusional, but refusing to see the truth of her son. Yeah. Basically, but yeah. So that's, those are our fives. Pen15 and Google Live Season 2. Yeah. Your four. Okay, my four is Chernobyl. A fireman was severely burned on his hand by a chunk of smooth black mineral on the ground outside the reactor building. Smooth black mineral. Graphite. There's, there's graphite on the ground. Well, there was a, a tank explosion. There's debris. And what importance that could there's be? There's only one place I in am... the entire facility where you will find graphite. Inside the core, if there's graphite on the ground outside, it means it wasn't a control system tank that exploded. It was the reactor core. It's open. Oh, I totally forgot about Chernobyl. <laughs> <gasps> Chernobyl, which was a visual masterpiece, a moving, dramatic synergy oh, of oh. fear, horror, emotions oh my gosh i have to change my list and a fantastic picture overall yeah great great. story it was horrifying it was sad it was moving it was had few happy moments but not really no it was terrifying truly disturbing but so good so well acted so good uh Uh. wow well what, what was I your feel like number a buffoon. <laughs> uh, my number four is The Mandalorian, which just ended on Disney Plus. It's a Star Wars uh, TV show. They will trade all the parts for the best car. I'm not going to trade anything. These are my parts. They stole them from me. You understand this? It's yeah. it's pretty much fluff, but it's fun. It's really fun to watch. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it's also given us Baby Yoda. Yeah, if you know the Baby and Yoda memes, that comes from the Mandalorian. What would life be without Baby Yoda? Twenty nineteen would not have been as good. Exactly. Towards the end, without Baby Yoda. Exactly. So Mandalorian number four. For yeah. me. My number three was, in fact, The Witcher. Ooh. Season one. Toss a coin to your Witcher, oh valley of plenty, oh valley of plenty, oh. The Witcher. Yeah, which I surprised myself, because when I was ranking them, I was like, wait, did I enjoy The Witcher more than Chernobyl? And I did. Because it was more, we binge watched it, and it was more like I could watch it again. I could never watch Chernobyl again, I don't think. Not for a while, anyway. But I could watch The Witcher again. I'm already <laughs> trying to find time to rewatch The Witcher. Yeah. That's how much I loved it. And Witcher is no, it's number, it's my number three as well. Wow. So we matched there. Wow, great minds. It's great. I couldn't have asked for a better series to or better start to a series that I was so hesitant about happening. Yeah. Uh, the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt is my favorite game of all time. Yep. One of the best video games ever. Best story, best gameplay. Incredible. Um, so, uh, Witcher had a lot riding on it, and I was not disappointed. Yeah, and if you like, like, what would it be? Fantasy. High fantasy. Uh, Monsters, genre. dragons, sword fighting, like, spells. If you like Lord of the Rings, or what else? Anything game like of Thrones, that. Game of Thrones. Anything fantasy, medieval type You'd fantasies. like The Witcher. Yeah. It's great. It is a. There are f words and there is violence. So if you're or and there's nudity. So if you are, there's a lot of boobs and butts. Yeah, if you are uh, offended by that stuff, I wouldn't watch it. But it's great. Your number two. We've got the same again. <gasps> we got the same again. Flea bag season two. I put. I love you. It'll pass. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, it would be season two. Yeah. Which we watched on recommendation of your sister. Yes. We binge watched it so quick. So quick. We did both seasons. Yeah, in like two nights. Yeah. And it it left me heartbroken. That's all I can say. It left me heartbroken. But kind of in a. Not so in heartbroken like a way. way, but like, a, oh, why? Yeah, like why? Why did it have to end why this did it have way? To end that way? Is exactly but you're it. happy with how it ends, but it's also heartbreaking. Yeah, wrenching. Loved it. Subverting expectations. Yeah, is what it did. Who wrote it? Phoebe Waller Bridge. Yeah. Fleabag herself. Yeah. Yeah, Fleabag number two, Fleabag season two, number two for me, Tambien. And your number one. My number one is Handmaid's Tale. Is it season three this year's? Three, I think, yeah. Three. Season three. Rita. Emily. Off the Okay. 
because I could have easily and happily cried with the final episode. And also the episode where they played Cloud Busting by Kate Bush could have happily cried then also. And it moved me the most. Could have cried twice in that season. No other show made me want mm. to cry. And it's very empowering to females. Yeah. This season. It's very, yeah, fighting back. It's a good Fight season. The power. did have a couple slow episodes. I remember through the middle part of it. But this the ending was phenomenal. Yeah, it was worth the it. The last two the or three episodes were oh. really good. So, yeah. Stick we didn't we didn't binge it we watched it week to week so that's yeah. why i think it felt slower in the middle for me is because we didn't get to just blow yeah. through the middle uh-huh but last three episodes were insane what was yours uh my number one which now that you have brought chernobyl to my attention chernobyl should be my number one and everything should be pushed back uh yep. one space but uh i wrote i chose succession gregory hirsch executive assistant to tom Wamsgans, correct yes <clears throat> Yes, if, if it is to be said. I'm sorry? Uh, if it is to be said, so it, be, so it is. Are, are you all right? Uh, yes. Uh, I merely wish to answer in the affirmative fashion. You can speak to us normally. Okay. No, thank you, sir. Uh, uh, so I shall. As a number one, which, which we have talked time. about on this lots. Mm -hmm. So it would be Succession Season 2. Um to be precise but dang it's good it's good it's funny it's dramatic it's you never really know what fully is going on because who understands business to that degree yeah but it was a good watch it was on it was probably in my top 10 yeah we uh that's when we got we were lucky enough to just binge two straight seasons through which is nice and i think that helped too um but yeah boy howdy what a show fantastic yeah what a show so there are top five yeah can i mention some that didn't make it to the top yes. five but would just need some a quick mention. notable honorable mentions so we have unbelievable from netflix which is was about the girl who gets raped we spoke about in the podcast uh -huh. killing eve season two yes which i enjoyed which was great fantastic um we've already said big little lies succession end of the world season two end of the effing world that was a fun little watch Probably made it to my top 10. And Afterlife by Ricky Gervais, which we watched in like one night. Yeah. And that was great too. Good, um, funny little... I just want to add one to that. It's not his best, but it was. it's a fun watch, and that's Lunatics. Oh. Crystal Lee's Lunatics on Netflix. Lunatics. <laughs> Loved yeah. it. I like it. It's it's better when you watch it more and more when you get more. Because we we're already... We know like Jonah, and we know jamais and stuff like that so yeah. it's better if you watch it multiple times you kind of like arrested development the more you watch it the funnier it gets because you get you know the yeah. characters better mm -hmm. anyway lunatics, lunatics is an honorable mention yeah honorable mention definitely. I, I say that uh but yeah so there's our television should we shoot over into movies now let's do movies next year yeah. let's do movies i struggled more with movies because i didn't think there was that many fantastic movies this year they're really i've i looked through the list and there was maybe three that i definitely could say i enjoyed the others were just okay for me there's a one and two for there's basically a a 1a and a 1b for me and the rest can all 
just is just fit into movies I liked, movies that I thought were meh, and movies that I thought were bad. Yeah. There's no really. A, so my top ranking. three and my top three, the others, I just I squeezed them in there because yeah. they were okay. Do you want to start? I'll, yeah, I'll start. Number five, I am choosing uh, Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. At last. My boy. I have been every voice you have ever heard inside your. And it really only fits in at number five because it's a movie that I'll probably watch multiple times just because I love Star Wars. Yeah. I gave it a seven out of ten in our podcast, mm-hmm. and I still stand by that rating. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I liked it. It's fun. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I didn't want to put some of the honorable mentions above it because I won't watch those other honorable mentions again probably. So Agreed. I chose Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. It was good to say it was the end of the franchise oh not franchise end of that the skywalker saga yeah 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 it's yeah. not bad mine which i just adjusted is midsummer midsomar danny sorry uh i'm gonna go for a walk i can walk too uh so no i'm gonna Don't think that you're fine. It's almost your birthday. Okay. The summer uh, horror film. Was it horror? Yeah, it was horrifying. It's horror. Yeah. So yeah, Midsummer. Midsummer. With okay, let me see if I can remember her name because we've mentioned it in the past couple of days because she's in something else. She's called. She's English. Is she? She's called Florence Pugh. She's English. Yeah, and she's dating Zach Braff right now, who's 44. Oh. And she's 23, that's why I thought she was older. Zach Braff. Yeah, I did. Wow, okay, well. But yeah, Florence Pugh shot to fame with Midsummer. Yeah, that was her breakout, basically. Yeah, the heavy breathing and the people falling off cliffs. Because now she's got the other movie that came out this year that she's in. Yeah. And then she's got, she's in uh, Black Widows. Yeah, she's like the sister of Black Widow, Yeah. yeah coming out next year uh okay my number four is avengers endgame i am inevitable Again, a movie that I didn't, I didn't love. Like I think Infinity War is way better, mm-hmm. but it was a great ending to what they call the Infinity Saga, or what do they call it, the in, the Infinity the Timeline, or something like that. Now the whole twenty-two movies of this whole first oh, thing is okay. the Infinity Saga, okay. or something like that. <laughs> okay. uh, anyway, that I put at number four because it's just it's remarkable they managed to pull it off, but. It's not my favorite Marvel movie, but yeah. again, this year, like you said, it's kind of just 
okay. Yeah. Movie-wise. that many good ones. So Avengers Endgame is number four. Well, my number four, it's funny you say that because my number four is tied between Rise of the Skywalker. Is that what it was called? I think Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Apologies. And Avengers Endgame. The Tide. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they're about the same to me. They're about the movies I will probably watch countless times throughout my life because of what they are and how Uh I feel about Marvel movies and Star Wars and like hopefully our kids care about that stuff too because I'll show it to them but Mm -hmm. they're not my favorites of either franchise. No. We would just don't care. I probably won't ever watch either again to be honest. Or not without threat of death upon my head. Let's hope it doesn't come to that. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Um, Number three. Number three is Midsummer. Wow. Yeah. I like Ari Aster a lot. He's the director. He did Hereditary. Oh, no. No, That was someone else. That was someone else. He's the guy who did did Lighthouse. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Um, Hereditary is probably the scariest movie I've ever seen. I still say that. I've seen it twice. I still get uncomfortable watching that movie. Midsummer was fantastic, though. Not many people like it, but I thought it was great. Midsummer is not nearly as scary or horrific as... um, hereditary but there's some moments. but it's way unsettling like someone gets the face it's, it's more hammered i feel like it's more realistically yeah. scary like it's a cult type yeah. scary as if as opposed to like demon spirits taking over people scary agreed so midsummer is number three we saw that in england together we did we did we, we went did. to view we got what are those in, things called in hull and we got a um uh, fizzy uh, pot for... um oh what are they called uh it's tea, 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 tea. Um, Tango Ice Blast. Tango Ice Blast, yes. Tango Ice Blast. And we got some savory popcorn, too, I think. That, Did we? I think we got savory popcorn. Wow. Yeah. Surprises me. Yeah. How did I allow that? Or did you get sweet popcorn? We were probably just about to get married, so I probably thought, let him live. I think it was let after. Oh. I'm surprised I didn't put my foot down I think down it was after. Then. No, I, we got popcorn of some, some kind. And I think Naomi got nachos. <laughs> Oh, she did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went with Naomi. Yeah. Well, my three is the first of the fantastic films from this year. For me. Let's hear just it. for me, it's Joker. Joker. It's been a rough few weeks, Murray. <laughs> Ever since I killed those three Wall Street guys. Okay, I'm waiting for the punchline. There is no punchline. It's not a joke. You're serious, aren't you? You're telling us you killed those three young men on the subway? Mm-hmm. And why should we believe you? You ain't got nothing left to lose. Nothing can hurt me anymore. I thought it was cracking. I thought it was beautifully shot beautifully made beautifully acted i thought highlight which we've spoken about in the podcast before but highlight is his taekwondo dancing in the bathroom yeah and him dancing down the steps yes fantastic yes uh my number two parasite is he tokiri do Which 
which I'm not going to go any more into that. We talked about it already just a little bit, but I would implore and beg everyone to watch that movie. My number two is Parasite 2. Oh my oh. gosh. Match bed in heaven. Um, do you have anything you want to say about Parasite? Just watch it. Watch it. Not much can be really explained about it, so you just need to go and watch it. Yep. It's great. It's great, isn't it? What's your number two? No, number one. Sorry. Number one is Joker. Have you seen what it's like out there, Murray? Do you ever actually leave the studio? Everybody just yells and screams at each other. Nobody's civil anymore. Nobody thinks what it's like to be the other guy. You think men like Thomas Wayne ever think what it's like to be someone like me? To be somebody but themselves? They don't. They think that we'll just sit there and take it like good little boys. That we won't werewolf and go wild. Joker, wow. Yeah, and not because I feel like it's the best movie of the year. I just think it's... I just liked it a lot. And it's become very iconic now, like... People dress like him. People yeah. say quotes. The dancing, like I mean, he's become a whole figure now. Someone. So I was listening to this is off topic a little bit. I was listening to a podcast today about Dunkirk mm-hmm. and Christopher. It was and Christopher Nolan's um, direction of it. It was Tarantino was on the podcast. He was uh-huh. talking about Dunkirk. So it's fascinating to hear a director talk about another director's work and appreciate all this stuff. I. It's called the Rewatchables. The podcast. If anyone wants to listen to it, it's fantastic. About an hour and fifteen minutes. Um, but he says Dark Knight is not Nolan's best movie because it's, it's Batman's best movie. Yeah. And I feel like this will forever be Joker's movie. Yeah. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix has, as good as Heath Ledger is, like... He did a great job in being <laughs> the Joker, but I do think that this year's Joker surpassed that because it's Joker. It's all Joker. Yeah. There's no Batman this was, swooping in and this being was, on his huge fat motorbike. And if I had to say something that I didn't like about this movie, I didn't like how much they tied Batman into it. As little as they did, but they still did. And I wish it was more about Joker. But I didn't it's still that. my it's still my probably my, my favorite movie of the year. Not probably it is my favorite movie of the year. Mine was one we saw just a week ago. Little Women. Little Women. Look at me. I'm homely and I'm awkward and I I'm on. And you'd be ashamed of I me. I love you, Joe. And we would quarrel, but you can't help it even now. I'd hate elegant society. You'd hate my scribbling. And we would be unhappy. And we'd wish we hadn't done it. And everything would be horrid. Anything more? No, nothing more. All right. Except that... I don't believe I will ever marry. I thought it was great. I thought it was the best film of the year, if not the past couple of years, actually. What did you like so much about it? I liked the cast. I thought everyone was cast perfectly. I like, for instance, the Irish girl. Okay, let me think of a name. Saoirse Ronan. She was Joe. Fantastic. They had Laura Dern as Mommy. They had... Uh, what's her name? Florence Pugh as Amy. They had the girl from Sharp Objects as Beth. Don't know her name in real life. And who am I missing? Oh, they had Hermione Granger. Can't remember her name in real life. (laughs) But they had Hermione as... Can't remember her character. Meg. Meg. And 
Meryl Streep. Meryl and Streep was in there. Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Timothy, man. What are you doing, man? Wrong sister, man. <laughs> Heartbreaking. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I watched it. It made me miss my sisters. And I thought, this has moved me. This has truly moved me. And so that's why it went top of the list. There you have it. There you have it. I Anyways. will say that that my number one favorite movie, I think I already know, is when I finally see it, is going to be 1917. It has not released in Phoenix yet, so we can't see it. It's in New York and Los Angeles and stuff, but on January 10th, it's coming out here. But I just know that's going to push everything on my yeah. list back one. So. And it'll probably be one or two for me because it's war, it's moving, it's brothers, it's family. It's, oh, it's gonna Stefan's going to be crying in the theater. I'm going to be crying my eyes out. Uh, but yeah, so honorable mentions, or I guess not honorable mentions for best because, like I said, our best honorable mention for best for me, Marriage Story. I didn't put it in my top five because it's too depressing. But boy, howdy, those performances are incredible. Yeah. And Jojo Rabbit, really, we talked about it already in the podcast. So talking about Marriage Story, my sister texted me maybe yesterday saying, the main actor in Marriage Story has a very punchable face. Adam Driver. Yeah, which is true, because he does. In that film, he does have a very punchable face. He has a punchable face all year round, I'm sure, but especially in that film. I like Adam Driver. I like him a lot. I think, yeah, he's, I think he's one of our better actors right now. I'm sure he is, but he's got a very punchable face. He's got extreme features. <laughs> extreme features, yes. <laughs> Do you have any honorable mentions for your top? Or is the rest just kind of mad? Uh, I enjoyed, see, I enjoyed Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's on my list, but that's only because we watched it this year and there was no other good ones. Yeah. Same with It Chapter 2. It was all right. There was some bits I liked, some bits I hated. Yeah, those are both meh movies for me. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, It Chapter 2. I um, will say that probably the worst two that I've seen this year were Captain Marvel. I wanted to fall asleep during that film. And John Wick 3, it's just not my film. Disliked it. Yeah, as much as I love John Wick, John Wick 3 did not do it for me. It's a meh film for me this year. Yeah. And if I had to pick the two worst films of the year, it'd be the computer animated remake of Lion King and <laughs> Pet Cemetery remake. Yeah, um, Pet Cemetery was a bit... It was a bit uh, amateur, in my opinion. Yeah. I prefer the older one. And, okay, so here's a different category. Disappointing, like something that had so much behind it that didn't perform. Us. Us. Oh, <laughs> huge letdown. Huge letdown. Big letdown. Okay, like they had the, they had a good story set out, but then the way it was... Just wasn't... It just executed was just, yeah, like her living underground. Okay, she lived underground with all these people in one room makes no sense no 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 i'm sorry no they could have done way better they could yeah. have done better yeah so that's the biggest disappointment for me of the year yeah uh anything else you want to say movie wise oh another big, big disappointment is el camino like this shouldn't, oh, it's it on shouldn't my, have it's existed on my list shouldn't have made ever i put it in a separate category all on its own because i just felt so let down yeah i expected so much more from el camino which if you don't know it's the breaking bad sequel continuation from yeah. the Breaking Bad series. It's a film about Jesse's life after. But huge letdown. Huge letdown. It was just, ugh. 
Like I would never watch it again. I'm actually going to forget it even happened because I'd rather yeah. think of my own things of what he did. The true ending is the ending of Breaking Bad. Yeah. If I were you, I would skip El Camino altogether. Yeah, don't it. bother. Don't bother watching it. Uh, do you want to go album and then song? Let's do albums then songs. Yeah. Okay. Start us off. So album in at number five is, which isn't what I expected, but then when I was looking at my listening history, I had a lot off this album. It's Kalani's While We Wear album. I have nothing a to say about that. A little bit of R&B. Other bit. than you, you do like you Kalani. You know a couple of songs from yeah. it. Yeah, I'm sure I do because you like you like Kalani. Yeah. And I just didn't know she'd be in my top five, but apparently, yeah, yeah top five. All right. I will... If you like some R&B, uh, chill uh, vibes, female artist. She's cool. She's like indie R&B. Uh, my number five is Good at Falling... By the Japanese house. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, our girl Amber. We saw her in concert this year. We did. We did indeed. Yeah. Great. It's a uh, chill indie rock, pop rock. Yeah. 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 Boom. Well, my number four is Billie Eilish's When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Where do we go? Not only was it a huge hit with everyone, with the world, it was a huge hit with me. Wow. It only reached number four, though, because I didn't like every song. There's probably five songs that I listened to off that album, but I've listened to them enough to enjoy. I will say, initially, um, this album is on my best of the year, but it's not my top five. But uh, I think a lot of the songs sound the same. There are a couple of really good songs on the on the album though, like Liv said that she's like five or so that she's listened to a yeah. lot. But a lot to me a lot of the songs sound the same, which is my big knock on it. But good album, especially she's what, seventeen years old? Like come on. I get think a grip. she just turned eighteen <sighs> literally last week. Which blows my mind because she recorded Ocean Eyes at thirteen. Um what? I couldn't even tie my shoelaces at thirteen. And that she's wearing slip ons. <laughs> I was wearing Velcro, most likely. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Was that your four? That was my number four. Number four. Okay, so my number four is Father of the Bride by Vampire Weekend. We were going by most listened. Vampire Weekend were probably by number one, but I feel like they cheated because the three months leading up to their album release, 
they release two songs each yeah. month and so i listen to them for four straight months um i love vampire weekend this is by far their worst cd it's not a bad cd at all still top four i mean it's top four of the year for me but this is vampire weekend's worst cd for me really yeah See, it's my favorite Vampire Weekend CD. Oh, you are wrong. No, it's my favorite. No. Yeah. Oh, it's because it has so much hymen in it, huh? Probably. <laughs> it sounded like you, you said it has so much hymen in I it. I know. It's Heim, <laughs> the band. Heim. <laughs> Not hymen, guys. Not hymen. Apologies. There's no hymen. The Heim Sisters. It has so much of the Heim Sisters oh, in that's it. That's better. That's better, yes. Um. There are a lot of really good songs. Harmony Hall is a fantastic song. It's a song I will sing along to every time it comes on. See, this album's in my top 10 albums, and that song's in my top 10 songs. It just didn't reach my top five. Yeah. Because I enjoyed it. Great. Great. So what's your number three? Number three is Claro's Immunity album. I think we could do it if we tried. know two songs off that album it's just an all-around beautiful relaxing heart-wrenching experience it's emotional it's from a heart it's chill another really young girl she's 21 she's so young and like, she looks like 15 here i am working a full day of work on yeah. new year's eve yeah while 21 and 18 year olds are writing songs and going on tour. Yeah. Yeah. I'm resetting passwords. But we're living the real dream. But we are. We're, <laughs> we're living, living the real dream. We're living dream. the real dream over here. Uh, number three for me is Cry by Cigarettes After Sex. to that album oh it's really not good once i like them it's really good i just haven't had time because again it's an emotional experience that you need to settle down and listen to properly i'm not driving anywhere for long periods of time so i have no time that's true to sit down and take it in that's true it's really it's a really good album though it's, it's the very perfect, chill yeah it's the perfect for a commute uh it's a good album it's great i'll have to listen to that one uh number two is Japanese House Good at Falling, which is already oh, mentioned. That was your number five. Wah, wah, wah. Yep. I keep looking for something, even though I know that it's not there. Released in March, I believe. Oh, beautiful. Japanese House will forever be my number one band. They just made it number two album this year. She's wow. amazing. She's great. She's good. She's good live. Yeah. Fantastic. Amber Byrne, shout out. Yeah. Amber, anytime you want to come on the podcast, Just we'll have you. Hit us up, you know, hon? Hit us up. <laughs> What's uh, your two? My number two is I Am Easy to Find by The National. I believe I know one song, maybe, from this it's album. It's but a that's fantastic it. album. Fantastic. When I googled best album, albums of 2019, that was on it though. Was that it? That was on the list, yeah, Ooh. Google's list. So it's not as national as the national past national albums have been. Like it's not. It's weird. It's not as rock and roll. 
And I feel like they're not very well known to say that they're a huge band with number one albums and stuff. I would agree with that. I don't know them. Not yeah. many people do. Or if they do, they're keeping it very quiet. Yeah. But I loved it. They came they came here in June or something like that, July, but tickets were real expensive and uh I didn't go. We didn't go. Yeah, we didn't go. Sadly. We had a this is the time we were at our wedding and we had to go to England, but yeah fantastic album uh-huh. incredible album go your number one my number one also the most listened album on my spotify is valley's maybe Lots of hits, lots of sing alongable songs. It's uh, very sing alongable. Um, lots of harmonies. If you like piano mixed with harmony, mixed with rounds of music, you'd like it. We've talked about this before, but what they do, in, at least in a couple of the songs, is they repeat lyrics. And that's the thing that I love oh, yeah. bands to do. One of my all time favorite. Uh, musicians Tim Kasher does it with every single band he has. He has like three. Well, he has a solo act, The Good mm-hmm. Life, and Cursive. He does it in all three bands, where he take lyrics from one song and use them again in another song, and just in a different way. But you're like, yeah. where I recognize these words. It's, it's word for word the lyrics. Yeah. Oh, and, and Valley did that at least. Yeah, in they use two the songs. same like melody a lot as well in like four songs. They open with like the same melody, or they have the same four chords playing, yeah. kind of thing. And I like that. A good continuation. Yeah. A theme. A theme, yeah. If you will. They're a nice Canadian band. Oh, they're Canadian? I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, if you've never checked them out, they're Canadian. Oh. I believe it's a, a female drummer and two guitarists and a singer, I believe. Wow. Yeah. No so, bassist. Yeah, guitarist, yeah. Oh. Okay. Who's your number one? Number one is Norman King Rockwell by Lana Del Rey. Wow. We were so obsessed with writing the next best American record that we gave all we had to. She didn't even make my top five. Oh, this album, boy howdy, it sends me places. It sends me places. Yeah. Is a fan of the Lana. I can't. I've. This is the first album of hers I've ever listened to. Mm-hmm. All the way through, it got it got a lot of talking about when it first came out, which is why yeah, I, was like, I enjoyed it when it first came out. Which is why I was like, oh, I'll listen to it, and then I was transformed. Again, it's the kind of music that you need to sit down and really take in. Yeah, you can't just listen to it on a whim. You have to be driving somewhere or concentrating. It's pure driving music, though. Yeah. Like you are, I mean, road trip. Yeah. Worthy. Yeah. Hundred percent. Agreed. Wow. But yeah, there's ours. We're Our on albums. to songs now. We're on to songs now. I only have... How many songs did I write down? Three. Where are your songs? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I only chose three songs. Okay. These are the songs that I am singing in my head every second of the day, basically. That's why I picked them. I've had to do six because... There was far too many to whittle it down. I did six. Okay, I might ch- I might add some as you can talk about okay. yours. So, do you want to start with your number five? I don't have a five. I have one, two, three. Oh. So you go ahead and start with six. Oh, okay. 
My number six is by Jeremy Zucker and I think Chelsea Cutler, which is a shock, I know. I don't even know who those people are. But um, let me just check. It is Chelsea Cutler. And it's called You Were Good To Me. And it's just a beautiful piano heartbreak song. Mm. It's like a, a breakup song. Sad, reminiscent. Yeah. Emo. Emo, yeah. Slow pianos and that. Yeah. Ballad. What's your number five? Number five is joint tie between Hallelujah and Now I'm In It by Haim. By Heim. Oh. I mean Heim. Hallelujah by Heim is really good. Yeah. I don't know a big Heim fan. Hallelujah is really good. Do you know why I love it? Why? Because it was written about them as sisters. Oh. And I can relate because I'm close to my sisters. Wow. And I, I remember texting my sisters like, oh, this, this is a song about us. Have you listened to it? It's a really good song. Yeah. Both cracking songs. Have you not even got a number four? No, I have one, two, three. Okay, in at number four is Alewife by Claro. That's one of the two songs I know from that album. Beautiful, beautiful song. Mm, Again, I must really like piano because all these songs are piano heavy. Ah. Thus far. Uh, So, in at number three, what's your three? My three is Hey Ma by Bon Iver. So is mine. We did not, we, this is our first time telling each other our list, just so you know. That's why we get really excited when we have the same yeah. number. <laughs> yeah. It's the same. It's the same. I actually listened to it this morning when I was getting ready for the wow. day. Yeah. Uh, I really like, uh, Bon Iver's album was really good this year as well, but mm-hmm. I had to, I narrowed it down to five albums and it didn't hit the top five. Yeah. So, but Bon Iver's new album, I think it's, it's I, I, like the letter I, comma, the letter I. They always have such weird naming it's things. so weird. But the thing about this song is I liked it and then left it for a while. And then I remembered that I liked it and went back to it. And now I'm revisiting it and love it. Yeah. It's a great song. Uh-huh. It's something I'm always singing in my head. Yeah. 
Oh, and once you sing it, it's stuck. It's stuck for a couple days. Yeah. So, shall I do my number two? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so I really struggled because it had to be a Japanese house song. But I really struggled to think which would be my favourite on the album. Uh-huh. In the end, re-listenability won it over. And I had to put Something Has to Change by the Japanese house as number two because I'd listened to it the most. Even on that's the what you listen to the most yeah oh yeah that was a single she released after the album came yeah, out yeah it's a nice catchy one wow yeah. it is a good it's a catchy song yeah. it's good um and then my number two is um not in kansas by the national i'm bitching hard on a net bennett and listening to rem again begin to begin over and over begin to begin their new cd talk about a weird song it's a weird i did not like it at first. Well, when it first came out i said what is this and now it is so good i love it it's really weird i don't know if i've ever heard it i think it might be on my playlist but i think it might be one that skip i probably added it to look cool it's weird but i love it and i love it's probably my favorite national song and if anyone knows me i am quite obsessed with the national at the moment and so i have a lot of favorite national songs but this one is my favorite one. My favorite favorite. Right. And then number one is Watery Brain by Valley. And it's because it reminds me of being on our honeymoon and getting married and it just reminds me of this year now. Like every time I listen to it in the future, it will now remind me of 2019. That'll be 2019. So it's my song of the year. Okay. I love that song. That's the song that um, got me into the band. Yeah. Got me into ballet to begin with. Yeah. So I think it's a fantastic song. Yeah. Um, my number one is a little song called Venice Bitch by Lana Del Rey. Venice Bitch. So good! It's like seven and a half minutes long, and I love a long song. <laughs> like if if you have a long song, that's I'm, why I'm I in. just sing every day. You just like yeah. like my singing. She... Stretches of twenty five minute length lengthy songs. Yes. Um, but boy howdy! I've, and people who reviewed the CD don't even talk about this song, but this is the song that hit me the most, that I liked the most, and why do you like it the most? Uh, there's like three parts to it. It starts off as a, one part of a song, then it switches to a different, like, you know, it, like it switches gears. Mm-hmm. Like it turns into a new song all mm-hmm. of a sudden, three different times. One time, two time, three uh-huh. time. And so it's, 
which is really great. Good choice. Yeah. That's, Good choice. That's our those are our tops. They're our tops. I guess. Yeah. Uh, anything we missed? I I I want to say, no. We we covered all that. Um. Oh. Do you want to? You played more video games than I have this year. So what do you? What are your favorite games of the year? Um. Am I ranking them? No, just say what you like playing. Or if you have a rank, rank it. Okay, so earlier in the year, I played Red Dead. I think that was the first game Mm -hmm. I completed. It was great. It's about cowboys and uh, uh, the American frontier. Am I right? Yeah. Yes. Um, Yeah. So it was fun. It's about cowboys and Indians and stuff. I then played... Uh, one of my all-time favorite franchises, Metal Gear Solid Five, The Phantom Pain. Which I'd give ten out of ten as a game. It was a good game. And I have just begun playing God of War, which I am thoroughly enjoying. Woo! So far, I'd give it nine out of ten, but that's only because I don't know what's gonna happen. It might go downhill, but I'm hoping give it 10 out of 10 when i'm done well it's got nothing but praise from everybody else it's fun it's fun to play i'm playing little by little but such is life yeah i think the one game i've played this year is death stranding and that came out in november i'm 35 hours into it 33 and a half hours or something like that into the game Uh uh-huh uh i really enjoy it it came out to a little bit of mixed reviews mostly positive but a little bit mixed um Made by it's the same a, people as Metal Gear. Yeah, it's a Hideo Kojima game. It's really weird, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah. So that's my game of the year, even though I haven't completed it, and I haven't played any other game that came out this year. But that's my game of the year, Death Stranding. Great. <laughs> Can I mention some things before yeah. we end? Just some other things that we watched. Documentaries that just need a mention Okay. that we thought were really good. First of all, the Fire Festival documentary. I think it was the Netflix one because I know Netflix and yeah. Amazon released one at the same time. It's the Netflix one about Fire Festival. It was hilarious. It was shocking. <sighs> the me- there was n- multiple memes that came from it. I won't, yeah. I won't describe what the memes are, mm-hmm. but go look for yourself. If you know, you know. It was it was a really good documentary about the festival. Um, the Michael Jackson documentary. Oh my documentary. gosh, I forgot about that was heart-wrenching it totally changed my opinion on him and his music and i can no longer listen to my all-time favorite song human nature the same yes he likes looking at booty holes yes and r kelly was it called surviving r kelly oh yeah yeah, yeah. they're doing a season two of that i binge watched it and it was great like what even was that when i was working the weird hours yeah so like i woke up and i was like and i came out and she's in like episode three or four he's like this is insane. It's like, nuts. What? Yeah, nuts. It keeps women locked up. It's bizarre. And then, uh, final mention is the Tell Me Who I Am, which is about the two oh, brothers yeah. who find out, like, one's lost his memory through a motorbike accident. Yeah. And uh, his brother has to tell him all the things from his past, keeps a secret from it. It's all true, true to life. It's a true story. Um, and then there's a huge bombshell that the mum's a pedophile. What the heck? Running a pedophile ring. But it was very moving. 
so I loved it. Yeah, just yeah. mentionable. Uh, the account of Auschwitz was good too. I don't remember that. You don't remember the accountant of Auschwitz? I do, but or I the Auschwitz think... account? I think it's accountant no, of Auschwitz. No, it is, but I can't remember what it's. It's about that guy who's the accountant in Auschwitz. They finally they start prosecuting him, and he's like ninety six years old, and so they're like, "Should he go to jail?" Oh and... yeah, 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 yeah. No, I remember. Yeah. yeah, isn't he living in America at the time? And they're like trying to move him. Yeah, they're trying to move him from America back to Germany to prosecute. I believe they held. I believe they held the trial in Germany. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, it's good. It's so good that we remember everything about it. Apparently, so <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Uh. Anything else you want to say? Anything? Last really. things? Not really. I think that's it. It's been me. a good year. 2019's been cool. Yeah, I'm hoping for more better, better films this upcoming year. Better films. I feel like we're missing something huge film-wise. Like, is what have we watched on Netflix that's just been, whew. I feel like a Netflix, like not Marriage Story, but something along the lines of that. Well, the only thing I can think of that was a big production was The King. We didn't even watch that. And there was Stranger Things as well, but... Oh, yeah. uh, Stranger Things. That, that was just kind of yeah. meh. It was, a, it was the same story again. Yeah, and what's that other... Um, the one with these moves. <sighs> oh, oh, hey. Was oh, that uh, this year? Yeah, season two was this year. Oh. I feel like there's something we're missing, but I can't think of what it is. No. No, not that I can see. Oh well. Eh. We'll think of it later and. Yeah, regret our lives and yep. kill ourselves. Anyway. Thanks for listening. <laughs> we started a podcast this year. It's been great. Thanks. Thanks to our a hundred and something listeners. Total. Yeah, total. There's like six of you who listen to every episode, so it comes, yeah. out, to, comes out to about 100 and something. Yes! So we appreciate it. Thank you for sticking with us. We are trying our best uh, to do this weekly, but sometimes we get a little bit bogged down, so I apologize. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but thank you. We love you. See you in 2020. See you next decade. <laughs> <laughs>